It's three o'clock somewhere. Time for a My Mochi ice cream snack. My Mochi ice cream is cool, creamy scoops of premium ice cream wrapped in sweet, pillowy dough. And get this. All of My Mochi's fabulous flavors, like strawberry, mango, double chocolate, and cookies and cream, are only around 80 calories per piece. Talk about a guilt-free, indulgent experience. Each box of My Mochi ice cream has six perfectly portioned, gluten-free mochis that are great for grab-and-go. So feel good while curbing your afternoon cravings, or the midnight munchies, yeah, You know who you are with the joyfully chill sensation of My Mochi ice cream. Find My Mochi ice cream at Target or visit MyMochi.com to locate a grocery store near you. National Guard outrage booted from the Capitol to a freezing parking garage. Those images are just ridiculous. This can't be true. Then, mystery solved. Why the Bidens were left out in the cold, plus banned from the White House. Why the Secret Service won't let Biden use his Peloton bike. Is it really a risk to national security? And the death of baseball legend Hank Aaron, just two weeks after getting the COVID-19 vaccine. And no vaccines for you. There are a couple of thousand doses of vaccine in this deep freezer, but once they're gone, There's no telling how long they'll have to wait to get more. Plus, the masks experts say you need to start using right now. Then, the young woman slain at her garage sale. The just-released video as she encounters her killer in a bathrobe. Plus, patient zero. A year ago, he lost his fingers to COVID-19. Look at him now. And window wedding. The bride and groom bringing their wedding to grandma. Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. It is a shocking indignity to the men and women who selflessly serve this country. 25,000 National Guard troops deployed to the nation's capital to ensure the safe transition of power during the inauguration. Now comes upsetting images of hundreds of troops sleeping on the floor of a parking garage. And if this makes your blood boil, well, Stephen Fabian says you're not alone. First Lady Jill Biden hands out chocolate chip cookies to the National Guard today in response to the outrage after they were kicked out of the Capitol building in order to sleep in a cold parking garage. The National Guard will always hold a special place in the heart A spontaneous trip to thank the Guard for protecting the inauguration came after images like these angered America. Those images are just ridiculous. When I first heard that story, Mm -hmm. I I thought this can't be true. Hundreds of National Guard troops found themselves in one parking lot beneath a federal court building. They breathed exhaust fumes and struggled to sleep under harsh fluorescent lights. Hundreds of soldiers had to share just a few toilets. Freshman Congressman Madison Cawthorn, who is partially paralyzed, handed out hundreds of pizzas. Senator Tammy Duckworth, a veteran who lost both legs in Iraq, posted, Unreal, I am demanding answers ASAP. They can use my office. After the firestorm, the National Guard were permitted to return to the Capitol. Now there's growing concern the National Guard's deployment to Washington is becoming a super spreader event. 
coronavirus is raging among National Guard members. We are on top of each other all day, every day, one soldier was quoted as saying. The FBI continues to crack down on the terrorists who took part in the insurrection here at the Capitol, making another round of arrests using tips and technology. This is the dramatic arrest of 35-year-old Samuel Fisher on Manhattan's Upper East Side. Fisher posted this selfie at the Capitol riot, bragging, it was awesome, it was dangerous and violent, but it was great if you ask me. And prosecutors say 29-year-old Michael Joseph Foy of Detroit is the suspect seen beating cops with a hockey stick in this video. A tipster sent the FBI this photo, allegedly showing Foy with a hockey stick in front of the Washington Monument. House Democrats say they will send the article of impeachment against Donald Trump to the Senate on Monday. Meantime, people are still talking about Inauguration Day and one very awkward moment on an otherwise well-orchestrated event. When newly installed President Mrs. Biden arrived at the White House, the front door didn't open right away. Awkward. There are the Bidens standing in the cold, waiting to be let into their new home, the White House. Everyone wondered what was going on. Why were the doors shut? Well, now we know. The chief usher who was supposed to open the door was fired. Timothy Harleth was hired by the Trumps in 2017 after he had worked for them at the Trump International Hotel in D.C. But the Bidens reportedly wanted a chief usher with no ties to Trump. So Harleth was fired at 11.30 a.m., just as the inauguration ceremony was getting underway. Down in Florida, Trump was spotted for the first time golfing at his club. But a chilling threat from Iran today may make him think twice about his favorite pursuit. A Twitter account linked to Iran's Supreme Leader tweeted this image of a drone spying on a Trump lookalike as he plays golf. The caption, revenge must be taken on those who ordered the murder of General Soleimani. Yeah. Back in Washington, reporters at the White House are sporting a new accessory. They're all wearing colorful wristbands, evidence they've tested negative for the coronavirus. The tough new White House protocols requires a rapid COVID test every day. Jill Biden had her first official engagement as first lady today, a visit to an AIDS clinic. She's also back at work at her other job, teaching writing remotely at Northern Virginia Community College three days a week. Her spokesperson told Inside Edition, out of respect for the privacy of her students and to preserve the integrity of her classroom, Dr. Biden will keep her teaching at Northern Virginia Community College separate from her public role. Meantime, President Biden may have to find a new way to stay in shape. The Secret Service will not allow his Peloton bike into the White House because it could be hacked. Lisa Guerrero spoke to cybersecurity yeah, expert absolutely. Scott Schober. The fact that a Peloton bike is connected through the Internet, that in itself is a huge concern. That's where hackers will target and exploit. They'll use that conduit to place malware, malicious software that they can then use to turn the camera on or the microphone on. So you're saying that through a Peloton, an enemy could hear or see what President Biden is doing. Right. Imagine if the Peloton was in a secure area and he has a, com a confidential conversation sharing potentially classified information, that would be very, very scary because they could be eavesdropping. And did the Simpsons predict the future again? In an episode from 2000, Lisa becomes president after defeating Donald Trump. 
As you know, we've inherited quite a budget crunch from President Trump. Note her outfit, a purple suit and a string of pearls. Now look at Kamala Harris at the inauguration. Same color suit, same pearls. How eerie is that? Maybe she's a fan of The Simpsons. And if you're keeping count, The Simpsons have predicted the future more than 30 times. The nation mourns the passing of one of the giants of baseball, Hank and Aaron, who broke Babe Ruth's home run record and racial stereotypes, died just 17 days after getting the COVID-19 vaccine. He got the shot to prove there were no safety concerns, something medical experts agree upon. Les Trump reports. A legend is gone. Baseball great Hank Aaron has died at age 86, just two weeks after getting the COVID-19 vaccine on national television. I don't have any, any qualms about it at all. Aaron appeared to be in good health when he was injected 17 days ago on January 5th in Atlanta. He was scheduled to get the second dose around February 1st. The question now, could the injection in any way have contributed to his death? And comedian Dave Chappelle is revealing he has tested positive for COVID-19. He joked about the virus when he hosted Saturday Night Live in November. Thank God for COVID. Just two days ago, Chappelle posed with the world's richest man, Elon Musk, in Austin. Also in the photo, Musk's girlfriend, the singer Grimes, and comedian Joe Rogan, who posted, I have tested negative every day this week. Notice, no one wore masks. Grimes publicly announced two weeks ago that she had tested positive. But Rogan tweeted, the person that gave COVID to Dave was not Elon's partner, Grimes. In New York, the state will run out of shots today. There are only 23,000 left. Here at Lenox Hill Hospital in Manhattan, there are a couple of thousand doses of vaccine in this deep freezer. But once they're gone, there's no telling how long they'll have to wait to get more. For the second dose, we have that reserve. So anybody who got a first dose through the community, we have that second dose there. But yes, there is a possibility that we won't have any more to be able to offer through our community vaccination after today. These lucky people arrived at Javits Convention Center in Manhattan, which is still in operation until the vaccine supply runs out. I heard this morning they're fine for today. I don't know about tomorrow. We're going to ask them whether the second shot is going to be available. And in the wake of President Biden ordering everyone to wear masks on federal property, his new press secretary, Jen Psaki, was asked why some Bidens weren't masked at the Lincoln Memorial, which is federal property. He was celebrating uh, an evening uh, of a historic day in our country. She essentially gave us all the celebration uh, carve out. All you have to say to the person who says, hey, put on your mask here on federal property. Just say, no, I'm celebrating. And concern is growing over the rapid spread in this country of the U.K. variant of COVID-19. We know it's more contagious, and now new data shows that it could be as much as 40 percent more deadly. The variants from South Africa and Brazil have not yet been found in this country, but there is evidence at least one of them may be able to elude COVID vaccines, all of which makes mask wearing even more critical. Jim Murray now with some important information on the right mask to wear based on the research. New warnings today as the highly contagious COVID-19 variants have experts urging everyone to wear much more protective masks. 
Scientists say the new, more contagious UK strain is spreading like wildfire. The UK variant could be 50% more contagious than the original COVID-19 strain. For months, many of us have worn a bandana or cloth mask, but now we're being told that may not be good enough because of all the variants. Experts are now pushing us to wear a KN95 or KF94 mask. We have one big problem in front of us, and that is this new variant that is starting to circulate across the United States. I spoke to Dr. Ashish Jha, Dean of the Brown University School of Public Health, about new mask recommendations. We've now known for several months uh, that there are higher quality masks, what are called KF94s that come from South Korea that are really high quality. Surgical masks can be high quality. KF94 masks and KN95 masks have between three and five layers of filtration. Once difficult to find, they're now readily available on retail sites. As for cloth masks, Dr. Jaw says they are not all created equal. Cloth masks can be okay, uh, but they have to be to be really high quality. They have to have a filter. They have to have multiple layers. They have to fit really well. You can also double up for extra protection. He says think twice about wearing a bandana. Bandanas are really poor quality. I mean, again, maybe marginally better than nothing at all, but not much better. Dr. Fauci warns that the COVID-19 vaccine appears to be less effective in the variant now sweeping across South Africa. We're following very carefully the one in South Africa, which is a little bit more concerning, but nonetheless not something that we don't think that we can handle. Turning now to other news, Monday will mark two years since a Texas woman was shot and killed while setting up a garage sale. And now police have released new video that her family hopes will help find the killer. Could this just-released video be the key to solving the murder of a young woman gunned down at her garage sale? Cops say it shows a clear picture of the vehicle the killer was driving. 29-year-old Elizabeth Barraza was in front of her home in Tomball, Texas, setting up for the garage sale. At 7 a.m., a shadowy figure with long hair wearing what appears to be a bathrobe walks up. Elizabeth says good morning but she seems startled. Then the killer shoots her four times at point-blank range. We're not showing the actual moment of the slaying. The killer sprints away, jumps into the pickup truck, and hightails it out of there. According to police, that truck was seen casing the neighborhood the night before, and that morning waiting for Elizabeth's husband to leave. Detectives released this photo of a truck they believe is similar to the one they're looking for, a Nissan Frontier 4x4 with a Pro 4X sticker. Somebody knows that car. Somebody knows who murdered Liz. Somebody knows about this. We just need somebody to call us. I spoke with Elizabeth's husband and father. What do you hope this video does? I hope it leads to a key thing that the detective can use to give him a break in this case, to let him figure this out. That's that's our hope with all of this. Um, that the, the public reaches out and lends a helping hand to us because we really need it. She really needs it. Is there any clues in this video that you see? I don't see any clues, but what I do see is I see a very clear definition of what happened at, the, at those moments. I see that it's really abundantly clear that this person that did this was very deliberate. 
They knew what they were doing. They knew why they were there, and they knew who she was. Elizabeth was a huge Star Wars fan. She wore a Star Wars costume at a children's party. And among the items being sold at her garage sale, a Star Wars Stormtrooper helmet. At a memorial service, her friends and neighbors held lightsabers from Star Wars in her honor. We'll be right back. Next, patient zero. A year ago, he lost his fingers to COVID-19. Look at him now. Then, the motorist, surrounded by bikers. You cannot block them! The terrifying encounter and window wedding. The bride and groom bringing their wedding to grandma. Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back. A major milestone for one of the first Americans to battle COVID-19. Greg Garfield caught the virus during a ski trip to Italy. And now, after an heroic fight, he's back on skis. It's the moment the man known as Patient Zero never thought would happen. L.A. businessman Greg Garfield back on the ski slopes after his battle with COVID almost killed him. He lost most of his fingers. He was known as Patient Zero because he was one of the first Americans to contract COVID-19 after a ski trip to Italy last February, a time when many of us hadn't heard of the virus. All 13 of his buddies also tested positive. Greg's case the most severe. He was put on a ventilator and given a 1% chance to live after sepsis set in. Greg spent 64 days at St. Joseph's Providence Hospital in Burbank, California. His goal was to walk out, which he did to triumphant cheers. Since that time, he's had seven surgeries on his hands and is currently being fitted for prosthetic fingers on his right. My left hand is finished. Okay. Uh, they did the web deepening and they created as, as long of fingers as they could. Um, and then my left, my right hand is the one that's under construction that I lost almost all the fingers. Um, I still have my thumb, which is fantastic. But he never lost the dream of getting back on skis. I didn't miss a beat out there skiing, skiing hard and fast. Once down the mountain, Greg is greeted by his family and friends celebrating another milestone in his long recovery. By his side, his longtime girlfriend, A.J. Johnson. It's something that was a traumatic thing. Um, fortunately, it brought us closer together. Um, and it's, we've got a lifetime of happiness to go. Indeed, they do. You saw that sparkler on AJ's hand. Greg and she just got engaged. When we come back, a violent case of road rage. Bikers on the attack. You're about to see truly terrifying video. It starts as a driver comes upon this wild scene. Motorcyclists gather at a corner in North Fort Myers, Florida. He yells at them to stop blocking traffic. Hey, get the you cannot block them. They ignore him and he drives off. What follows next is a ride of heightening anxiety. The bikers follow him as he tries to speed away, maneuvering in and out of traffic. Every moment captured on his dash cam and rear cameras. Then he's surrounded. He gets out of his vehicle taking a wrench, he says, for personal protection. But he's overpowered. They snatch the wrench out of his hand and beat him with it. 
Passersby are horrified by what they see. This woman bravely does her best to stop them. And here he is today, 38-year-old Jeremy Harris. He suffered a fractured skull in the attack. It was a situation that got extremely out of hand, and these guys acted pretty savagely. He says if he had to do it all over again, he would have just driven on by when he first encountered the bikers. Wow. Police have made three arrests. When we come back, a window wedding. A couple shares their big day despite COVID. It's a wedding in the window just for grandma. Bride Virginia Whitlock and groom Harvey Sidnor said, I do, outside the assisted living facility in Richmond where grandma lives. Once I was finally down in front of her, I could see her reaction and see how much it meant to her. Grandma couldn't attend the original wedding back in October, so they brought a second wedding to her glass door. Grandma sure did beam with pride. And so do we. We'll see you tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to Inside Edition ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Jon Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. The Daily Show podcast has everything you need to stay on top of today's news and pop culture. You get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment, politics, sports, and more from John and the team of correspondents and contributors. The podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else, like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition, wherever you get your podcasts.